Bye. Short Bus Debate Club. It's a bus. Rolling. get on board. <laughs> Hello, I'm Darren Jolly. <laughs> it's time to get this short bus started. So let's roll and on with the show. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Monday edition of Short Bus Debate Club. Hope you have exact fare. Um, this is Brian Courtney. Of course, I have Darren Jolly here. Hello. Um, today, we are going to talk about the midterm election results and kind of what happened and what we thought was going to happen that didn't really happen um and just kind of shoot the breeze over over the midterm election um before we jump into that though i want to make a note because i fucked up and said that uh Gen are that uh, Westinghouse owned NBC, and I know that it wasn't Westinghouse, it was General Electric. So, my apologies for episode whatever the fuck I it's said that in. Up, yeah, I know. Um, and I also have good news because, um, Ashley Madison, the company that hooks people up with married people so that you can have sex, they have emailed the Short Bus Debate Club. So our email box is full constantly between cancer patients that are giving money away because they're about to die and porn websites. We're just getting email after email after email. Swingers. (laughs) Get on the bus. Everybody wants to get on the bus. All right. So midterm elections. Um, You know, of course which I don't quite understand how the fuck this is possible, but not all of the precincts have reported. Um, Like California says, 70% reporting. It's been a fucking week. And they had early voting there too. Don't these motherfuckers know how to count? Um, Arizona has 98% though. That's good. 93 in Washington, 96 in Oregon. 99 in Idaho, but there's only like five people there. Maybe you're the, the listeners from Short Bus Debate Club. <laughs> um, Colorado has 99% reporting. Most of the East Coast is, you know, in the high 90s. I, I still don't understand how they haven't finished yet. And then, of course, Georgia, which I think you wanted to talk about, um, is in a runoff. So take it away. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't just Georgia. I mean, uh, the runoff thing, that's just a, that's just a mathematical thing. Like, I think it's like a first past the post thing. If you don't get to 50% then they, they, they do it or something like that. I'm not sure if that's exactly the way it was, but that's what it, it sounded like. Cause, uh, when it was done well, right now, it's 49. as of right now, they're at 49.4 yeah. and 48.5. So yeah, super fucking Super fucking and they only have 99% reporting. It's fucking odd thinking about like Herschel Walker trying to fucking be a politician, dude. I wonder what all of his children that are born, uh, that were born, you know, with Out of many, wedlock? many different uh, ladies, friends that he had. I wonder what they think about it. I heard one of them, one kid gave an interview where he basically ripped his father a new asshole, which was, I mean, you know, 
he's he's the one that has the right to say that stuff for sure. But uh, um, I will say, leading in, um, I totally thought that um, Republicans were going to take the Senate and the House like by massive numbers. I mean, like the 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 only place, well, one of the main places where I still get media from is is breaking points to repeat over and over again. But uh, Sager had said. Uh, um, R plus 25. Um, and I mean, that's what they, and, 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 uh, Crystal seemed to think the same thing. And, uh, that sort of seemed to be what, and the numbers in terms of polling was suggesting at least close, but even still after all the shit that happened in 2016, where you had all these fucking polls that came out from all over the place. I mean, the, the polls in, in Wisconsin and, and, uh, Michigan and Ohio were so far off base relative to what, uh, really, the outcomes were. Um, it seems like uh, the firms that are that are in the business of polling are uh, they probably need to revolutionize their the way that they're 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 going about doing their jobs, right? Well, I think they probably lost touch with what is happening politically in this day and age, um, just because. You know, we no longer have, like, I mean, at one time, the state of Colorado, it, it was a red state. And now For a long time. Yeah. it's more of a purple state because, like, the eastern part of Colorado is all Republican. Red, yeah. That's where all of the farmers and, and I don't want to say that they don't pay attention, but that's where... Because for some reason, and, and this is something I, I never can comprehend either, is that, you know, well, my dad was a Republican, so I'm a Republican. And my granddad was a Republican, and that's why my dad was a Republican. And it's a family thing to be a Republican. So I'm going to vote a straight fucking Republican ticket because it's part of my family legacy. You dumb fuckers. It has nothing to do with family. And if you think the way that you're dad and your granddad did you were fucking out of touch um because things have changed since world war ii things have changed since i was in fucking high school so wake the fuck up um but what i was well, gonna we, say we have brian and i both have ties to, to farmers Eastern, yeah, yeah. Colorado, like huge ties so. yeah absolutely um and, and I'll I'll jump off the soapbox for a minute and go back to my original thought. But I think that they really have lost touch because they think that there really are just these people thinking, okay, well, it's all about taxes and healthcare, um, it's all about social security, and the voters these days have so much more on their mind. At least from what I can gather from people I know, which is probably the six listeners that we have on the show. Um, th things have really changed. I mean, the environment is important. Um, you know, Israel is, is a, a big hot button for a lot of people, no matter which side you're on. Um, so be careful if you like Kanye or Kyrie. No, I just, I think we need forever. to quit giving fucking Israel support all together. Oh, that's um, another check mark. Yeah. <laughs> just knock the fucking fence down and, and let uh, 
let everybody live together. Um, but that's just my opinion. So obviously there are more issues, you know, student loan debt, shit like that, that I don't think the pollsters actually pay attention to. You you made a point in the middle of there, though, that I think is like probably like the most, really one of the most substantial, like one that really we've never really learned how to grapple with. And we're not, it's going to take some time, but you said there's so much more on, on people's minds. Like we've never had information available to us like we have right now, like at our fingertips. And that's like... People don't really know what to do with it. So, like, like you say, if if a person's uh, ideological disposition is tied to a certain legacy that they believe that they uh, have to maintain, because this is where I came from, and obviously, uh, the world that all of the different people, you know, that were where this individual came from. Uh, but like you said, even last week, you know, I mean, the world changes at such a clip. I don't think that we really know socially how to deal with both the, the complexity, which is the other thing that you were saying there. And just like, how, like, where does, where does knowledge begin and end? When I listen to like political pundits right now, like uh, it's funny. It's like MSI, like I really, really try not, ever since I got rid of cable, I really, really try not to listen to any of those, the, the mainstream spaces, uh, regardless, you know, the, we'll see the big three, MSNBC, CNN, Fox, right. And then all of the little offshoots of, of those, like the weird news, uh, the weird, uh, Republican ones. And, uh, I don't think you Trump can consider so them little offshoots though anymore. I mean, news because, Max, well, no, I, what I was going to say yeah. though, is, you know, I, and maybe I misunderstood you because you yeah. were talking about, I thought you were talking about like CBS, ABC and, and NBC. No, no. just, just okay. MSNBC, really in terms of news, when I think of news, um, at least in terms of ma major news, like the first three that I think of are MSNBC, CNN and, uh, uh, Fox, because that's what, uh, but uh, there have been a ton of other, uh, what is, is that Newsmax? Is that weird right, right wing offshoots? Yeah. Newsmax is another one of them. Well, that's fair. Mm -hmm. But I mean, for the most part, at least from the older people that I know, a lot of them still get their news from their local television station, regardless of what it is. And sadly, most of those local television stations are also owned by some large fucking conglomerate. So they're feeding whatever policies into them, you know, like, you know, so, and as much information is out there and I don't want, I'm not going to use that term that everybody else has used so much, but Which you need not using? the one you need to make sure and verify whatever it is you heard. I mean, whether it's a, a Twitter post or an article you read in a newspaper, something you saw on the local television station, um, or on MSNBC or Fox, because they have a tendency to push things in a direction that they want them to be pushed. And sometimes they leave information out. Sometimes they don't give you all the information. And sometimes it's just flat fucking bullshit. 
um, depending, not necessarily from one of the, you know, major, because I would like to think that those guys still had some journalistic integrity. Um, but what I was going to say is that if you're getting your news from these local stations and it's on whatever politician, you know, I, I mean, because... I have a sneaking suspicion that salespeople, because they work for the stations as well, will give better deals to politicians that that company wants to be elected. Like, say, for instance, uh, a, like if you like a local TV or radio station coming out of Pueblo right now uh, that. Uh, they they would be they're not going to be very hard on Bobert. As a matter of fact, they're probably going to say there's got to be something wrong with the way this is being counted. Somebody's somebody's trying to you know no. take away our democracy from us. And I don't fucking understand that at all. But yes, that is the example that I was giving um, because we. I mean, it's it's just how slanted everything is really bothers me. And so I don't know. Her name looks French, so I will call her Bobert. <laughs> What's her name? Is it Lauren? Yeah. Lauren Bobert. And I, I'm pretty oh. sure that Maybe. she got elected because she's got a rack on her. Um, she was, she worked, she owned a, she owns a bar. Okay. Yeah. And, and she's pretty good looking. If you own a bar as a female, it's a good thing to have a good rep. Yeah. Um, so I think she got elected mainly because of her looks and because she was in a small district. So probably the majority of the people that voted for her came into the bar. And that's how that was like her political platform is let's have a barbecue at the bar. Vote for me. Um, but and she was re regurgitating a very specific you know, political disposition. She's not bright though, dude, because like I read an article, it was an interview and I can't remember. It was in one of my gun magazines a couple of years ago. And she's kind of a fucking moron, unless the gun magazine just wanted to make her look like a moron, which is a possible possibility. Um, but yeah, so that Pueblo station, depending on who owns it, could definitely have given her, uh, and maybe they gave her a two for one. They said, hey, you can advertise your bar and your political campaign. We'll run several spots for you all night long. One thing that I don't know why, like I hadn't thought about this this way before, but when I did tune into the few moments on those ridiculous faces that I did, so, like, say, say for instance, yeah, well, we talked, I was making fun of him for the row, row, row your vote, right? Yeah. So, because the Democrats did better than people thought they were going to do in this one, MSNBC and CNN just kept chirping that this was, uh, this was clearly about Roe, versus, Roe v. Wade. You know, there's nothing else, there's nothing else that could possibly be affecting, you know, any of their thought processes there's they don't they don't entertain any thoughts with regards to economics they don't entertain any thoughts with regards to 
I mean, of course, January 6th, they'll, they'll, they'll keep saying that because they want to keep vilifying our former president, um, for, you know, for at least decent reason, if, if nothing else. But even the people that I like, right? So, like, the, the, the structure of, the, the, of time goes like this. So, like, uh, Crystal and Sagar, like, they're, they're arguing about, uh, so they're talking about the Pennsylvania uh, Senate race, and that's Oz versus... Um, What's yeah, Oz. What, what's, the, <laughs> was what's the guy that named John the Fetterman? One? Fetterman, yeah, okay. And, and Fetterman has just had his, his stroke and all that. And uh, because Sager is a right wing populist, like he do, he's sympathetic to certain things that Fetterman has in terms of his policy positions because he does argue on behalf of working people. You know, it's 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 rooted in that clear. You know, but no matter what anybody wants to call it, he's a socialist. But uh, that's neither here nor there with regards to that. Um, but what, so like they'd say, uh, he'd, he'd say, it's all about uh, his stroke. It's going to hurt him. That's not, it's not going to work. And Crystal would come up and say, no, it's, it's about, you know, the way that he talks about working people and this, which again, Sagar agrees with, but then she'll circle back to student loan uh, relief. Right. And, this is something that Sagar has been very critical of, not because he's against people getting some kind of relief, but he's concer his concern, and it's a very, it's a valid, it's a legitimate concern, is if you just give out the $10,000 right now, you're not doing anything to, to change the structure that allowed for that massive amounts of siphoning money uh, to, so you're just going to repeat the, repeat the position. You're not, you're dealing with a a symptom in a very tiny way. Well, and who the fuck do you know that only has $10,000 worth of student they, loan debt? When they, when they give out the numbers, if they gave that 10000 there's like, like 30, 34, 35, I think at least 34, 35% people that would not owe any more money after that. It might be even bigger than that. I, like, I have to go back and look at the numbers, but I was really surprised too because my initial thought was always that, you know? I mean, I, like, I actually hadn't looked in a while because, because we've been on, you know, I was yeah. up to sixty thousand dollars. I mean, sixty-two is what I, is what I owe right now. I thought I owed seventy-five, but I was very happy when I looked back at that. Um, but the thing was that uh, so when all of these races, like Fetterman's and several others, because um, uh, they they ended up uh, Mark, what is his name in uh, in Nevada, he won, um, and then it looks like. Uh, the Arizona one is gonna is gonna is gonna win. Of course, they'll go back and look over. Mark Kelly was Mark in Kelly. Arizona. Oh, Mark Kelly's Arizona, and then and Nevada. then Catherine. It's, it's a hyphenated name. What's her? Yeah, I don't know. I I just got an ellipsis. But those two were uh, those two were close, and depending on what happens, so right now it'll it's it, it it'll be even um, with uh, our vice president being the the tiebreaker. But if that Dems actually take the, then it'll actually be a, a win, but I'll be at like a, I mean, 51 to 40, 49 is, is, is like nothing, you know? Well, so because you talked about Oz in Pennsylvania, I want to jump back here for a Can minute. Can I just finish this? Yeah. One oh, more? sorry. No, I, you... Because I, just, the, the whole thing though, was that when these all came out, uh, Crystal did sort of the same thing that all the MSNBC people did. She she took her predictions and and she ascribed her interpretations of events, saying that that's what it was that caused for these outcomes to. I think that anytime you think like that when it comes to election is very dangerous. You can't say, 
well, clearly it was Roe versus Wade plus the student debt stuff, plus the fact that there were a few things that were passed through Congress to, to help working people. Um, and Biden looked a little bit better than we thought we were. Therefore, you know, I just think it's very dangerous. But the, the point is, is that they make the argument at the beginning. And if the argument comes out, they literally say, see, I told you that, so. Yeah, that, that's like the logic actually demonstrates you've proven in shit at this point. So we really don't know anything about why it was that it fell down like this. We need to continue to think harder about it, look deeper at it, and not just assume that this was because I do think that this is stupid. But I mean, why, if the student loan debt was such a big thing, why wouldn't there be a backlash after the, uh, that court in Texas uh, uh smashed it down and now they have to appeal it and take it up to the Supreme Court now. So, I mean, you, you get what I'm saying. It's yeah. just dangerous where we create knowledge. Well, and it's dangerous when somebody says something to just parrot it and consider it knowledge. Indeed. That's a fucking issue. So, I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. I mean, all I was going to say is, you know, Herschel Walker's running famous fucking football player. Loved him as a running back. Um, Oz, I, Doc Oz, you know, these are people that are running based on their name. And if you are voting for someone based on the fact that you thought that they could fucking cut and jive and fucking, you know, make 10 yards after contact, (laughs) then you got a fucking problem. If you were voting for somebody because you thought that they were really smart with their diagnoses on fucking Oprah, you are a fucking moron. You need to do some fucking research on these people. And you want to talk about out of touch. Like that's what I wanted to talk about was in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I saw him and I think it was on the fucking, uh, Next week tonight with John Oliver, mm-hmm. um, they showed Doc Oz, and I, I think I talked about this in another episode, mm-hmm. but I don't know because I talk so much shit, it's hard to tell. You do ramble on like the clatterbone of a goose's ass. I yes. do, yes, yes. <laughs> um, so he was doing this live interview um, talking about how he was in touch with people and he understood how the cost of inflation was affecting everybody. And so he was going to take everybody on a grocery shopping trip. And he's like, okay, so I've got $50 and I'm going to spend this $50 so that I can make sure and feed my family. And he goes through and he's buying shit like, you know, pre-made avocado and then he or pre-made guacamole and he's buying hummus and he says, Oh, and my love, my wife loves vegetables. We're going to have some crudite for the guacamole and the hummus. And he buys a bunch of chopped pre-chopped vegetables and he's just buying shit that somebody who is actually working class on a budget would never fucking buy. And it just, I mean, I think these people, not just Doc Oz, but all of them, regardless of what party they are in, they are fucking out of touch and they don't give two shits about you. You are nothing but a vote. And they will say whatever they need to in order to gain 
said vote. Because they're rich and you're not. Did we had, I mean, so this is, I, I started working at Bear Valley to where I could actually sort of like negotiate. Because uh, when I worked at when I worked at the sorting facility, I worked with packages, so that that was like 2009, 2010. So um, I didn't I didn't get to see you know first class letters or flats or anything like that. But now, so starting in 2012, I done 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22 now. And you you by the time you've done it, the third time you've done it, you know that October October's you know like about six weeks out you'll just start to see all kinds of shit rolling in and you're just like fuck this is gonna be a fucking nightmare and the carriers got fucking like buckets and buckets of shit next to their just the station. junk mail well it's 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 the the political stuff specifically right. yeah. yeah so I, I have to be really careful about the terminology that I use in this moment I apologize to no, the no, post office I'm, for I'm, using the term junk mail I'm happy for you to use the term junk mail I'm just not gonna be the one to use it I'll let you use it okay <laughs> I'm so ironic. So political junk mail, even. So this year, though, yeah, something like that. This year, though, dude, it was fucking insane how much stuff we got. I mean, like, I, I just, like, I want to see, like, the numbers, the amounts of money that are being fucking poured into these. Like, there's nobody that could ever be a politician. I mean, aside from a, just, like, a crazy, weird-ass, I mean, it's like what how, how the Trump rise occurred you would need to have these stars aligning and you know like well, the and monolith it, popping up and the it know. started in september this year with yeah, the dude, cardboard I shit i mean dude it was crazy out of control crazy i just i so i mean yeah to say that they're these yeah, these people they don't know anything i remember uh hoochie fucking pelosi um in the middle of the pandemic. She's, she's the Speaker of the House, dude. Well, not for long. I mean, <laughs> if, the math, if the math plays out, and then she's going to get bumped for somebody else who's going to have like a one or two seat fucking... Uh, so are, you want me to be more respectful to the... Yes, routine? I would like you to follow proper okay, political so formality. The Hoochie, the Hoochie Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, she, uh, she was trying to talk the people that were like during when things whenever was on lockdown and she said something about the food you know just try to have something to make you you know just a little treat and make you feel better and she cited this this pint of like fucking ice cream that's like 13 dollars a fucking pint you know in california because she really is in touch with you and i really really in touch they i've i've Argued for a long time that they are Demopublicans and neither party really gives a shit. And that's why this fucking basically, you know, what do you call it? A Mexican standoff, um, a stalemate. I mean, we're really going to be at what? 50, 50. I mean, pretty fucking close because two of the Senate seats belong to other parties. Yeah, yeah. And those guys are just going to bow down to whatever the fucking dipshit Demopublicans yes. say. Yes. So we're going to be at right around 50, 50, 49, yeah. 48. If, if Herschel Walker, like according to the way that they do. 49, 51. The, sorry. Even though, yeah, it's 49, 49, but the other, the other ones, well, it's 49, 48 until that one's decided. But like you said, there's one on the right side that always goes with the Republicans. And there's Bernie, obviously, and he always does that. But the one, uh, if he does it, 
then it's literally, yeah, we're, we're, we're nowhere. We're, you know, it's and a then permanent stalemate. It's not really any different in the House. I mean, we're talking about a difference of eight seats uh-huh. now um, because the Dems lost eight. No, I don't. They, I can't remember the math. But it, so, I mean, basically, we're looking at pretty fucking close to a Mexican standoff in the House, too. Um, so, again, you know, these people are Republicans. Democrats want to take your tax money and give it to fucking poor people. Republicans want to take your tax money and give it to rich people. Um, you really think that, that Democrats want to give the money to, to poor people? Well, they're big on a lot of the welfare programs and things like that. I think that post-Clinton, dude, I don't think that they're really big on anything like that. Maybe not. I don't know. That's just, I mean, but they're still, I would call them the same fucking party. Um, and and that is, I, I, I'm not going to jump on the soapbox again. I'm just so yeah, okay. fucking disappointed. No, I'm just so disappointed in this shit. I mean, it's it makes me fucking sick. I was kind of happy, except for the fact that this dude was probably a Mormon too. But in, in Utah, um, they actually had... Oh, fuck, where'd that number go? Okay, so in Utah, 2.8% voted libertarian um for senate which is fucking huge they still how big is it, how, how oh no they they fucking died? they they lost yeah. but but the republicans how much did they win um well hold on that's what i was gonna say because the the guy that came in second was named evan mcmullen and he just called himself unaffiliated which i think is a fucking pussy move but he got 42.1 percent of the vote um, the winner was this guy named Mike Lee, yeah, um, and he got 54% of the vote. So, I mean, you know, some of these parties are, are coming up, um, and I'm not saying that you need to vote a straight libertarian ticket, because I didn't vote libertarian because the guy was not a fucking libertarian. Um, we talked about that. Yeah, we did. Um... So you you really need to check and see if these people's values are similar to yours. For example, we were just talking about the junk mail. If someone is the, sending... The political, the political mail. Yeah, sorry. The political <laughs> junk mail. If someone was sending out a card that was, call it 8 by 9 or whatever, um, every other day since September... And they had on there that they were for the environment. You kind of have to question that, <laughs> right? Are you suggesting that there might be a contradiction there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, what if they recycle it, though, dude? Green capitalism, man. Yeah, the green bubble, I know. I can't wait for it to burst either. Um, it's going to be exciting stuff. And don't get me wrong, I like green stuff, um, but there's a lot of money going to green, and eventually it's it's gonna pop. I'm I'm guessing, but I think the reason this guy Evan McMullen, the guy that got forty two point one percent in Utah, I oh. think the reason that he didn't get elected is because he called himself 
an independent patriot Utah. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correct or not because it's U T A H N. Utah. Utah. Which I think is like Coloradan, except stupider. Because they should throw a fucking vowel or something in there after the H. And then it could be like a Utah. <laughs> Colorado. Utah. Utah. Um, maybe I should pronounce that in a fucking other language, too. So it looks like uh, Kevin McCarthy, is, he's the one who's on deck. to be. He's, he's been the mi- minority leader in the House for a while, and he's super excited about being in this position. But he's going to be in a position that's totally unenviable. I mean, it's going to be a fucking nightmare, because how are you going to fucking get... You got different kind of caucuses. You got the ones that tie, you know, that are still teabaggers. You know, you got the Freedom Caucus. You got all these other jackasses. All of the fucking, all of the rhinos. Um, you know, you and I talked about this a long time ago, when when Bush was still president. Bush two, not not Bush one. That would have been a long time ago, otherwise. Right. Um. They're all they're all in bed together. Um, cause Pelosi was thrashing Bush up and down in the media every night you saw it. And then I don't know what the fuck happened because suddenly she was speaker of the house and her criticism of Bush just stopped. Now, I don't know what deal was made, if any deal, but how can you be critical of somebody one day? And then all of a sudden you get a different job and the criticism just goes away. I mean, you know, I mean, deep inside they're they're exactly the same. I mean, you use if, if you use certain tactics when you're in one space and you change the tactics when you're in another one. I mean, she she actually was identified when she was at the beginning of her uh, tenure in in the house as at, she was like a super fucking progressive i mean she she would like at the beginning you could look at her and say she's like you know what's her ocasio cortez you know well they waffle a lot dude same thing with kirsten cinema in in the senate cinema is the fucking biggest Chris, or uh corporate shill that the democrats have other than joe the west virginia guy the one that has to he has to run again in uh, 2024 yeah, and that, I mean, not that everybody didn't know this already, but, you know, there were a lot of states that didn't have Senate races um, this year. Go Manchin, sorry. Um, Montana, Wyoming, Nebraska, Minnesota, Michigan. Uh, looks like most of New England didn't have a Senate race. Mm-hmm. You know, Texas didn't have a Senate race. New Mexico didn't. So there were a lot of senators that remained in place regardless. Um, but we're still we're still in a deadlock and and there's still Democrats. Um I don't know again, I, and I haven't looked at the numbers to see if more than fucking forty five percent of people actually voted. Um well, if they haven't even counted everything yet, there's no way that they'd have good. Right, I I can't <laughs> pull those stats right now, but I'm I'm kind of curious to see. Um, the pre, I know that the in a lot of places where you could you could vote before beforehand, 
some of them were voting in Georgia. They were they were voting at, a, at I think I had mentioned in one of the the when we first talked about the midterms at, at twice the the clip that they had um, during a presidential election. So, well, that's because Herschel Walker was runoff. <laughs> Brian is throwing out the hisman right now. <laughs> He's got a very good hisman. So, um, so what do you? Okay, so one of the things. The part of the reason why I was concerned about the fact that these pundits keep taking their beliefs of how it's going to turn out and then using the outcome as a way of justifying it. Like I can remember uh, going into the 2020 election. Part of the reason I started to gravitate towards a lot of the people that I listen to now in alternate media or alternative media is because of the way that they were asking the question how did the Trump phenomenon occur in the first place? Like they were at least thinking about it. They were trying to go through the process of saying, not just there's just, you know, like the stupid shit that uh, um, Hillary said, you know, that you're, you know, you're all just fucking stupid racists. You know, they actually went down the rabbit hole and uh, uh, tried to imagine what, what was happening. What I'm concerned about right now is that there's been a little bit of, at least in the week after, we're only a week out. I don't want to start pounding on anybody too much yet anyway, but like the fact that the, the fact that the Democrats did not get beaten as much as they were originally projected or assumed to have being beaten in that midterm space where this all sort of happens uh, historically very consistently. I, I don't see people asking the questions enough still. Like, again, like, what, what, what is it that's really happening? Why did people go back to Democrats during this, this time period? What is that going to mean for 2024? You know, when Trump is supposed to, he, the suggestion is he's supposed to announce tomorrow. Like, this is what I've heard from a few different places. I don't, you know, I mean, who knows what, you know. And, of course, when it comes to Trump and the way that he fucking, you know, he loves to to build up you know, suspense. He, he, he's creating a narrative. He loves to, he's pretty good at it. You know, these people, these people that love to fucking watch uh, professional wrestling. I just, I'm very, very nervous about what's in store down because I, I think that like, like we suggested, there were some nuts at what happened uh, at the Capitol on January 6th, but there were people that actually had honest concerns. If you don't think that, then you know, then you're liable to continue to put yourself in another bad spot. All this stuff that happened with uh, um, during lockdown with uh, Black Lives Matter. Um, these, what I'm saying is that these these things that we're pushing to the margins, where people are committing uh, different types of activities because they don't feel that electoral politics are effectively going to help address the questions that they want to address. If we just continue to go back to this gridlock that you're talking about, where we just maintain essentially the same, just fucking no man's land over and over and over again, that that's what makes me think there's something, you know, it, it, it makes this, the grounds fertile for something else. Well, and so I was going to suggest maybe we talk about like rebuilding. And I know that you're concerned about Trump wanting to rebuild. Um, and basically his own image and basically be a fucking tyrant of sorts. Um, and I don't think that that's 
impossible. I would say it's more Im improbable for that to happen. But I do think that we need to, you know, kind of break a couple of things in order to fix them. Um, you know, like... So what do, you, what do you mean by rebuilding? What do you... Well, I don't know, dude. I mean, clearly, we can't make everybody vote because they think their vote doesn't count or they're too stupid to figure out who the fuck to vote for. Um, or they don't understand, you know, amendments or whatever. If you don't understand that shit, don't vote for it. But vote for these people that are running your lives, you know, raising your fucking mill levy on your house, um, talking about, whether or not Social Security is going to be extended or banished or whatever. Um, you know, if if Israel's a hot spot for you, if the environment's a hot spot for you, vote for the people that matter to you, not for who you think is going to win. And I know that that sounds stupid, but I don't know. I just... So when I was saying we need to to rebuild, I think, you know, maybe we should do something like Australia and say that it's fucking mandated for everybody to vote. I don't know if that would help or not. When I was in Dominican Republic, it was it was a law there. Yeah. And that's why that's why everybody was off that day. Like in the fact that when I was talking to Maria. <laughs> So I'm not I'm not talking about huge things like whatever, you know, putting a fucking tyrant in the White House and saying that he's now the king forever. I'm talking about little things to make people just pay a little bit more attention. And even if they don't pay more attention, then maybe it i i don't know dude i don't have the answers and it's hard to say that we do when everything is so complex and we're only talking to people an hour at a time under an hour um but like the student loan thing you know when you talked about the ten thousand dollars and that not being the answer Maybe what we need to do is something similar to healthcare. Like the Affordable Health Care Act was bullshit. Not because it was quasi socialist, but because the ones that are making healthcare so expensive are the fucking attorneys, the insurance companies, and the healthcare providers. So fucking tell them that they can't charge $35 for an aspirin, um, you know, or. $570 a mile for an ambulance ride. Um, make it to where we're not so litigious, you know, so that insurance companies don't have to charge doctors so much for malpractice insurance. Um, with the student loan thing, you know, make it to where a credit hour isn't going to cost $2,700 so that one class ends up costing you, you know, almost 10 grand. Um, little things like that might assist in 
making this a better place. Yeah, I, I don't hate anything that you just said. I mean, ultimately, one, one thing that you said in the middle of that was regulation, you know, in terms of costs when it comes to health care and all that stuff. Um, but until, like, service positions, like whether it be education or health care, as long as they're subjug subjugated to, uh, to profit and profit is the dominating and all that's, I mean, we're going to be in that, we're going to be in that space. Well, and that was the problem with the Affordable Health Care Act. Yeah. The reason that that entire fucking thing happened. Okay, so I don't go to the doctor. And back then, I didn't go to the doctor at all. But when it was passed, they said I had to fucking buy insurance. So all of these politicians are in the fucking insurance lobby's pocket. And they thought, oh, well, this is a real good idea. In order to make sure everyone has insurance... <laughs> We're going to say that they have to carry insurance and the insurance companies now are making money fucking hand over fist. Well, the only way that you can have access to the affordable, to, you know, to the things that are available to people that are on a low income, they have to be, there's some, you know, another point that has come out a, a ton of times, uh, this goofy ass kid that was living at my house, uh, he was given a disincentive to make money because if he went over a certain amount, then he wouldn't be able to maintain the insurance that the health, affordable health care was providing him. He had to have access to the psych, psychiatric physician that he, I mean, it was, it was bad for him and everyone else around him. If he, if he wasn't able to see the doctors that he needed to see and to get the medications that he needed to get. So when you structure a system, that gives disincentive for people. He wanted to work more. Like we, he, he's, he's like, I gotta come home because if I work over X amount of hours, you know, then they're gonna, they're gonna. I mean, he could not afford to do that. And I know there's people out there that are like that. You well, the entire welfare system is yeah, that way. Yeah, that But we made, yeah, we went in, we made that point like clearly, clearly last time. So yeah, I mean, so I guess as we're taking stock in kind of what it is that's gone on, we have another election season that's sort of come and gone. Uh, and nothing's changed. Nothing has changed, but I want all four or five or six of you, whatever, <laughs> to actually, you know, think about what it is that's important to you and try and figure out whether your elected officials, whether you voted for them or not, have done anything to help the things that are important to you um, because the Affordable Health Care Act is not helpful to anyone except the insurance companies, you know, the, and the lawyers and the, the, the other ones that you're talking about. Yeah, they I mean, seriously, and I wrote a letter to fucking Obama and every fucking senator and house rep in Colorado. And I said that if they were Italian black mexican or irish that if they did that shit they would have gotten charged under the rico predicates um because that's exactly what it is is fucking racketeering and extortion um and and organized crime i mean it's just it's it's bullshit um that's an interesting point i didn't get a fucking response by the way except from anybody i think except michael bennett <laughs> you, you, you you didn't when you accused them of being members of a, a new version of organized crime they didn't actually respond to you no no 
I didn't even get a fucking cover letter from the White House saying thanks for writing. It's, it's frustrating when you like do something like active like that. I, I remember just on the side real quick, I got into a big fight with the postmaster of Denver at, at the time. And because I like things in writing, I sent him that letter, six and a half page letter, talking shit directly to him about how they were saying that we were a failure and how if they really wanted to deal with these questions, then we should start a dialogue. Otherwise, don't fucking come in here and talk shit to me and fuck off, motherfucker. So his, and I got an email back within 15 minutes from him, and he said, I will be more than happy to talk to you about these things, but we will not be doing it in the, the form of, in a written form. <laughs> I was like, you fucking chicken shit. And a lot of that is because they don't like putting things on paper. Paper, of course, I know. That's what he knew. Yeah, I mean, it was a pure political maneuver on his behalf, which is why when I went to the meeting, I recorded everything, you know. They're not sending stuff in email. You know, they're they're making sure that their ass is covered. Well, I never said that. Um, Prove it. I hate that term now. Um, anyway, so we're we're coming kind of toward the end, and and we sort of veered off, but we didn't really because all of these things are important. So these next two years are incredibly important to every fucking American, especially every American eighteen and and older. So just try, again, to pay attention to what people are doing. If somebody says something on the news or you get a fucking Twitter or a <laughs> Facebook thing, you know, try and, and follow up with it to see if it's true. Because if you just keep saying the same shit, then these rumors start spreading and it becomes ineffective. And all you're doing is creating noise. Um. So get out there and vote. Write letters. Call them crooks if you want to. Or compliment them if you want to. But apparently if you call them crooks, don't expect a response. <laughs> well, I didn't call Bernie a crook when I wrote him a letter, and he never fucking responded either. He, I said, just, he said thank you for your support, didn't he? Isn't that what you said he said? No, no. He never responded. Bernie? Yeah, because I wrote him a huge fucking email, and I just said, hey, how the fuck? I mean, look, I, I love your platform. Uh-huh. How are you going to accomplish any of it? Uh Just tell me one fucking thing. And I never, never got jack shit from him. I thought thought I'd heard you. It must have been a different one where you were talking shit to somebody and they responded to you and said thank you for for your support. It could have been because I I write a lot of letters. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I try and be active if I can. You know what the interesting thing, too, is if you can start to sort of, like, separate your emotions from what it is that you're, like, analyzing, and that's difficult. It takes a lot of time and practice because you're always going to be in the middle of it. You're subjects, and you're part of what you're analyzing, so your emotions are going to have something to do with it. But if you if you sort of go through, like, a regiment where you uh, pick a specific topic, right, uh, like the Roe v. Wade stuff, right, go and look at how... Uh, Take three or four uh, bites off of YouTube for MSNBC. Do the same thing for CNN. Do the same thing for Fox News and do the same thing for Newsmax or something like that. Or even go to the BBC. Yeah, or yeah international would be that. That would that's Al Jazeera. But but the once you start to do that, if if you if you're thinking about it where your your emotions aren't dominating everything, 
you start to see these patterns in the way that arguments are constructed and uh, where there are certain tendencies. And and honestly, like like Brian's saying, you know, you just don't take it for, and don't automatically attach yourself to it. Just take some time and continue to look at them and then pick a different topic and then look at it and look at how they're being, and just, then you can start to kind of see how uh, sort of like the mental geography of, of media is is functioning and that it, it, it functions in like in a very predictable fashion. Like if you say certain things right now about Israel, you're going to get very specific responses. If you say certain things about Ukraine, you're going to get very specific responses. Syria, Sudan, uh, Russia, China, you're going to get very specific responses. So like if you start to play that sort of game and then start to see that geography, you put yourself in a position to where you can be like when you go and you you activate yourself politically, like, I, I mean, obviously, if I identify myself as a Marxist, I'm hypercritical of the electoral system anyways, because it's it's bourgeois politics as far as I'm concerned. But I don't take it so so far as to say that uh, that you don't do it, that that would be obnoxious and ignorant. Like it's it is it, like there there are all kinds of tools in 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 the in the toolkit, you know, so that and voting is definitely, definitely one of them. Communicating through letters is definitely, definitely one of them. Communicating through emails or calling, calling them up is definitely the one of them. But if you have that mental geography laid out in front of you, you start to see how that system begins to reproduce itself. And you start to see where fissures are in, in the way that that system is reproducing itself. And when you see fissures, those are spaces where you can Act creatively, you know, you can do some things that, uh, you know, I mean, after the GameStop thing and this thing that happened with that Lily fucking Eli Lilly Lily company the other day, as my wonderful friend Janae pointed out to me, um, anything can, anything's possible. We just have to, we just need to understand the way that things are functioning and we need to understand how to, you know, interact with that in a collective way just be very careful though yeah that would like with the eli Lilly thing you know okay so there's there's two possibilities one whoever did that is a complete fucking moron and he or she is going to be arrested for wire fraud any day now the second (laughs) possibility is that somebody wanted those stocks to crash because they were shorting the stocks and they could make a fucking boatload of money, which also means that they are probably going to jail. But the first person is going to go to like federal fuck me on the ass prison. The second guy is going to go to federal. I'm playing tennis on Wednesdays prison. Right. So, um, and those aren't actually what those prisons are called. Um, they don't call it a fuck me in the ass federal prison. No, 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 they don't. Um, so we're, we're coming up at the top of the hour. Um, or actually we're not coming up at the top of the hour, but we're coming up to an hour. Um, you got any last thoughts yeah, i mean this is the most complicated game that we've ever played so yeah i mean we could go on forever i i, I did enjoy this conversation though this was uh 
It was good. I liked it. What are we What are we doing on Wednesday? Do we have any idea? Uh, something from a lighter side. Yeah, that's very specific. I appreciate yeah. that. We'll, um, we'll 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 lighten it up. Yeah, I don't know music movies. I've been watching Band of Brothers. I've, not, I've never seen that. I can't do anything. I didn't want to watch it because I don't like World War Two shit. Uh-huh. It's fucking good. Who, who, who HBO did what, it, which I, I should have known. Produced it, but. Who and Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg is the other, yeah. Sometimes I have a real love-hate relationship with that guy. Yeah, me too. We'll, we'll, we'll surprise y'all. We'll come up with something good. Yeah, so we're coming to the end of the line. Everybody off the bus. Uh, short bus debate club at yahoo.com. 720334 roll. Get off the bus, bitch. It's time to go. Have a good day. See you Wednesday. Yep.